How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 53 with Sean Patton. This one was really good. Um, It was about uh, just a little over an hour and 15. And no, no. Uh, Yeah, about an hour, hour and 15, hour and 20. But it was awesome. Um, We talked a lot about stand-up. We talked a lot about... um, we talked about movies and uh, and TV and just uh, comedy in general. A lot of a lot of a lot of bits uh, thrown back and forth, and um, we we uh, came up with a movie title for a movie that he pitched. Um, all right, so just listen to it. It's it's a really good one. Um, <coughs> go to yeah Facebook.com/slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Um, rate review on itunes stitcher whatever you're listening to this on please please just do it you know because uh just spread the word spread the word and the word will be spread like 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 butter over too much bread all right um (laughs) um yeah so my twitter is at dougathan d-o-u-g-a-t-h-a-n and the show's twitter is at yamatat y-a-m-a-t-a-t so yam it up with me and Sean Patton. This is a sweet little apartment. I like how you are like, nope, I'll sleep in the living room. No, 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 no that's, that's office. No, this is a, this is a roommate's oh. space. You got a lay roommate. no bed i mean uh the the ex-wife took the bed in the divorce and so i was like well it's oh it was a california king that's a bigger bed than anyone ever needs so you just oh you just roll out a little sleep on the ground yeah 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 dude <laughs> i'm sorry that you had got a divorce <laughs> no it's it's one of the best things that ever happened to me so was it mm-hmm. how long are you married uh, do we want to save this for the podcast just over eight <laughs> months it's recording right now yeah it just it just began. I like that. No like in no like. Yeah. Hey, we're here on the uh, chuckle fuckers. <laughs> we're here. Hey guys, uh, it's really funny because podcasting, <laughs> podcasting, you realize it works because you don't. It it's it's radio without the shit that that makes radio awful. Yep. Yet you still do so many podcasts. We're like, all right, we got an intro now. Here's you know, it's like a <laughs> welcome uh, to Chuckle Nuts and the Fuck Buddies. <laughs> yeah, uh. Exactly. <laughs> Well, welcome to kicking up the dust. <laughs> They're born, born to be wild, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And all of a sudden, you're like, well, this is just a radio show. <laughs> Only you don't have to do it at 6 in the morning. Yeah. What is that? So, wait, you got the... That sucks, man. I'm sorry you got divorced. Mm. No, yeah, it was... Do you, uh, like, do you talk about it? Yeah. How long were you together? Just over eight months uh, married. Mm. Like, together, total, was about two years. But um, it came down to, like, chemistry. Like, there wasn't really any. And, like, that took a toll... Like, growing up, never saw my parents, like, super affectionate. And so I think that kind of seeped in a little bit. And pressure from pressure from the folks. and uh, Yeah. So it just kind of dug and dug and dug. And I was just like, that's my name. Doug? <laughs> yeah. Is it Doug and Doug and Doug? My real name's Jeffrey. But all the digging. Wait, so, but how long were you together, you said, before you got married? Uh, like nine months dating, um, six months engaged, and then. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. So wait, I'm turning. I'm, I'm I'm turning my phone off. <laughs> okay. So that we get uninterrupted. Um. Damn. So it was a. Yeah. That that you shouldn't have gotten fairly, married. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Did it end bad? I mean, it was amicable-ish. Yeah, it was it was it was amicable. Like. It wasn't it wasn't like shaking hands like no. goodbye, but like at the time of like going into the courthouse and like signing the papers and stuff, it was we were like ugh, finally like both of us were like oh just because there was like the separation, which is like six month oh, mandatory man. waiting period or whatever. And, yeah. So you were husband and wife at a year and a half of knowing one another. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> when, how long was it when you realized, like, oh, this is going to fall apart? Because, right, is there, is there that one moment where you're like, yep, this is done? Well, out of my whole life, I only have one regret, and that yeah. was ever going on a second date with her. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I just, I led myself down a path of, like, It'll be fine. It'll come. The the chemistry will be there. Blah blah blah. Like whatever. And like. So you just never. So the, there was chemistry, and it was the. But it was. It the was chemi- like emotional, like. Yeah. Like friends. But it wasn't like, like a chemistry that made you believe. It's like yes, it's a certain chemical effect that makes you believe you love someone. <laughs> like that sort of thing. Well, like the chemistry, like uh, you know how when you, you're making out with. You're making out with someone, like, you're like, whoa, all right, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's time to party down. Mm-hmm. Never, uh, never really had that with her, so. Really? Yeah. So, well, when you'd make it out with her, it was like, all right, all right, well, let's have coffee. <laughs> yeah. Not party down. Okay, okay, you want to catch a movie? Let's watch some Netflix. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It was dumb. But, I'm just uh, interested... You're a young man. You're a good-looking guy. You're Thank a friendly you. dude. Thank you, sir. You live. I mean, you live here in the the Los Feliz Hills in this house. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> for the in this house, this lovely house, giant house. You know, you sent your driver to pick me up. He was a really nice <laughs> transvestite. That's really nice of you to just to give give people who other people would see as you know freaks. You're like, no, be my driver. I feel it's a service. Right. Keep the car. <laughs> And what else do you, you know? And you and you're nice enough to let them live in your second home in Venice. And so I don't see why you would have to lie to yourself to make a woman. I mean, I guess we've I, all done that. We've all done that lie to yourself yeah, to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it wasn't like, I mean, I don't know if the whole time I was just like, all right, just keep it together. Because mm-hmm. I just kind of like tried to put the doubt out of my mind and like it was always just kind of there. Cause, okay, well, let me, so as someone who's gone through this, because here's what I went through today. So right. I'm running yeah. this by you. So before, but, but basically I I had a thing earlier. I had a meet with your your buddy Danny Rowe, the director. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. the director Danny Rowe, mm-hmm. um, who, speaking of being awful with women, you know, I know he's engaged now, but he told me some stories where I'm like, you're you're just dumb. <laughs> you're just dumb when it comes to dealing with women. Or, or men. Or anyone else besides yourself. And even then, you're still questionable. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, basically, my whole day kind of got shoved around. And then I have a show tonight. And her parent, my girlfriend, she's from L.A., but does not like it here. The moment she turned 18, she got the fuck out. I met her in Chicago. <laughs> mm-hmm. She now lives uh, in the U.K. Across the pond. Across the pond, yeah. But she's back here now. Her parents live here. Oh. Um, she doesn't get along with her mother. She gets along great with her dad. Her mom's a handful mm-hmm. of uh, burning hot nails. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, basically, this, this, this morning, her mom wanted us to go to dinner with them and some family friends. Hmm. And at first I said yes, but then upon realizing, like, oh, I've got, you know, this obligation, and then I have a set tonight at the improv. It's like, and the dinner was in Santa Monica. I was like, I'm not, I can't, that's going to fuck my (laughs) whole shit up. Yeah. And, but I had that moment where I was like, all right, there's, there's two sides, there's two ways to go with this. One, I fucking sacri, I cancel my set at the improv, right? I cancel something. And go to dinner because I said I would. Or I'd be realistic about this and go, hey, you know what? I can't go to dinner because I need to do these things. And I had a compromise before and I and forgot exactly. about it for a second. There you go. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, I have to be honest with the girl because that's going to define the rest of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Is am I? Is it going to be that thing where we both sacrifice personal fucking think goals and shit that we like doing for a nonsense dinner that none of us neither one of us really want to go to so i called <laughs> my girlfriend told her that i was like look i just can't do it and she was like it's totally cool dude but my mom's going to fucking lose it on me because she's that kind of person where it's like but you said you would today mm-hmm. it's like yeah but that was earlier today and i did now i realize i can't <laughs> hours before i'm not doing it 5 minutes before we're supposed to be there <laughs> But then she was like, okay, my mom's going to lose her shit on me. I said, let me call your mother. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I want to be that boyfriend. Where it's like, I'm not putting it on you. You I'm break putting, the news, yeah. I'll break the news. And I did. I called her mom, and I could tell her, mo- her mom's still going to flip out on her. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. her mom's just that person. Like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rationale yeah. Uh-huh. is not... Yeah, it's like, it's like one of those things where she's just going to be mad. She's got to be mad at someone. Yeah. And she can't be mad at me because she doesn't know me that well. But I, I feel like by boning up and being like... I called her and said... Look, yeah. And I was super polite and even... The gentlemanly said, approach. Yeah, but I feel like like right now, my girl's... Poor girl's getting fucking chewed out by her mom probably. <laughs> First, but it's, you know... But I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm asking. Maybe I'm asking you this question. Mm-hmm. Is that was that the wrong route, or should I have just been like, no, no, no? I I do comedy all the time. I'll cancel one show and go have dinner. No, I think it yeah. was. I think it was the I, right, right move. Right, I do yeah. too. Because it defined 
that that line where it's yeah like you said yeah. like later on it's not going to be like mm-hmm. uh oh my parents want to have dinner this such and such night a couple weeks from now you'll be like oh i i have a show that night like yeah can it be or it's like her parents are also like we're going her and i are going back to new orleans next week mm-hmm. her parents are coming too to spend christmas with us in new orleans it's also that where it's like hey i'm gonna miss a dinner in santa monica you guys are also coming and meeting my parents and being and spending Christmas with my family, too. So you'll it's, see them then. Yeah, it's one of, but that, that's the thing that's bugged me, <laughs> is that her mother doesn't get that sort of thing. Her mother, her, to her mother, it's like, but you already said you'd come to dinner tonight. It's like, well, fuck, I fucking can't. <laughs> I forgot. Leave your daughter alone. I'm She's a sweetheart. Sorry. She's a beautiful sweetheart, and I love going down on her. Every every time you've seen me, oh, that's the other thing. I've stayed at her parents' house this whole week yeah. because it's easier on her, my girl. Mm-hmm. Because then she doesn't have to make she doesn't have to fucking plan to see her mom. Yeah. She can just be like, "Hey, mom, I'm here yeah. in the morning. We have breakfast together in the morning. That should do it, mm-hmm. right?" Yeah. Logical mother. Oh, that's right. You're not a logical mother. <laughs> but it's just funny because I have breakfast with them, and I it's like I'm looking at like her dad's making me an omelet, and I'm like. Uh, no, sir. I'm full on your daughter's vagina. <laughs> I've been munching down. I've had plenty. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I had a midnight snacking and then a breakfast. An omelet of sorts, if you will. <laughs> but that's... But yeah, man. But you said your parents pressured you. I mean, I felt I felt the pressure. And then, like, also, I'm one of the Mormons you've heard so much about. And there's a lot of... Whoa! Yeah. Reveal. Yeah. And that explains all the Ben Folds 5. <laughs> Does it? And all the sweatshirt and the... Yeah, dude. Ben Folds seems like the guy... <laughs> that Mormons go like to the, for music? the musical... Like, basically, like, he's a rumspringa personified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does, is that what Mormons... Is Mormons do the rumspringa? No, that's, um, no, that's Amish. Amish. Amish, yeah. yeah. But, uh... <laughs> that's, he seems like the first guy who would make Mormons question Mormonism. <laughs> Where he's, you listen to him, he's like, hey, he's like a friendly white guy. Yeah. But he's singing about these painful things he's experienced. And mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> she is a brick. <laughs> I am drowning slowly. I'm drowning slowly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe I should question this religion that I've been fucking grown up in. So you're, wait, you're a Mormon. Yeah, I did the two-year mission in Dominican Republic. Oh, so that, what the fuck was that like? As a result, I'm bilingual. It was awesome. So bilingual, you speak fluent Spanish. Yeah, good, good, t- good town. Mm-hmm. It's funny though, like certain opportunity. Uh, when I moved to San Diego County, I was there before I moved up here. <laughs> My parents were like, "Just get a bilingual job. Just get a bilingual job. It'll pay a lot, and just get a bilingual job." Like every job is a bilingual job down there. Yeah, just nothing but bilingual job. <laughs> <laughs> like to work at Jack in the Box, you probably had to speak Spanish too. Yeah, 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 to work at <laughs> to work at the English store, <laughs> a store that sells English. You have to be bilingual. Can I get an ant, please? Um, uh, suka, mi habla se ain't. What I just say? My house ain't. You said um, you are saying to me ain't. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. You are saying to me ain't. <laughs> That's not a word. It's you pretty, sell that though? Yeah, at the English store. Actually, if it, it it's in the dictionary. It is in the dictionary now. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> you know what I don't like? 
that I just recently heard this, but I've heard it before, but I thought people were kidding, is that whatever Webster's Dictionary or whatever it is, is they're, they're now changing the meaning of the word liter- or literal, literally. What? To mean at times figuratively. Why? Because Be- people use because it wrong so, so much? Because so many fucking idiots use it wrong constantly. Uh... It's also like, why don't you just say figuratively, mm-hmm. it's the exact same amount of syllables... <laughs> It's the exact same, like, is it is syntax the word I'm looking for? Where it's like, like literally, figuratively, it's like the <laughs> same fucking phonetically uh, meter. Meter, exactly. Yeah. It's that's what I'm for. Thank you. Because people say that, like, I literally, uh, excuse me, my head literally exploded, and I'll tweet back at him like, you literally meant figuratively. <laughs> yeah. But it's like. It's the same thing if you just were like that guy who were just like, bro, I got so hammered last night, I figuratively thought I died. <laughs> it sounds the same way. Like, yeah. oh my God, I am figuratively freezing. <laughs> like, it's just, you still get the same premise across or same idea across. I am figuratively about to fucking kill myself. Like, you're, you're all, I am, because you're not literally about to do any of those yeah, things. Yeah. Dude, I literally shit my pants. And then you're like, oh, yeah, what did you do with you? your pants? Yeah. Well, not really. Well, then say, I figuratively shit my pants. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Or just take both of those out of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, just, just don't. Just imply. Just say, I, dude, I shit my pants. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't need oh, to know. Oh, so you must have been scared then. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to assume. because Well, that's the other thing, too, is the way people. It's not... It's not also... It's been pointed out many times how people misuse the word. <laughs> I think David Cross had the first... His first album, which I fucking love. Uh, he talks about... It's a big bit of his. Where he talks about sportscasters who misuse... That's a great stand-up album, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. David Cross, quit your... Quit whining, you fucking baby. Or Let America Laugh, maybe it's called. It's fucking great. Anyway, remember. his first album. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... The reason you would say, I li- like, if I said to you, I literally, uh, wait, or like, I literally jumped off the building. I would say, I said that to you because I want you to know, no, I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm a guy who says a lot, but I actually jumped off this building. Yeah. I literally jumped off the building to get away from that bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, no, you really did that. I got, I went, I, I had a parachute. Right. I had the squirrel, exactly. the squirrel, flying squirrel. I said, look, I've apparatus. got a cast now because I broke my ankle, but I did it. Three stories. That's why you would say, I literally, that's why you would say that. Yeah. To make and, someone believe. Right. And people, the oh, way really? people use it too, when they're using it right, they'll be like, dude, I fucking, I was at the Westfield Mall. I literally bought an iPad. And so you're like, you didn't have to say that. Yeah. I, I believe you. <laughs> I would like. There's no reason for you to have to like qualify that or whatever it is. I literally, yeah, I got it. You bought an iPad. You're the kind of guy who buys I iPads. Literally read a book. I, did uh, you? Yeah. Some people. Could would, you believe it? <laughs> actually, but some, if someone said that, you'd be like, "Don't know if you did." <laughs> You're using literally for no reason. <laughs> I I don't read a lot. I, I've read one book in the last five years. You? Hmm. I mean, it was great. It was an awesome, awesome book. What book was it? Ready Player One. This guy. I mean, you got... You, but you read a lot. Look at that. Look at a lot of graphic Comics novels. and... Yeah. Dude, this looks fucking dope. Dude, it's awesome. Ready... Ernest Klein. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check that out. He's the guy who did uh, Fanboys. Okay. 
That, I mean, I, I mean, reading graphic novels are great. Like I put, I'll put Watchmen up against like the Old Man in the Sea, up against fucking Hemingway. <laughs> there are seriously things that happen in Watchmen. That's like that's. There are literally things that happen. I said seriously. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there are literally, there are figuratively. There, there are chap like there, like the whole chapter in there. Uh, the, when it you've read that, right? I haven't read Watchmen. You no. haven't? Uh. Damn, really? It's when I, I gotta. What I gotta get to. I'm I'm newer to comics. I feel like oh, really with all these com. It's funny like the last in this, couple of years in this room right now. There's all these comics, years. all these board games, a computer, all these like Star Wars and a keyboard and all, and then there's like but then there's like all these chips <laughs> and I'm drinking a cherry Pepsi and you're drinking a Mountain Dew. Yeah. But we're both men in our thirties, <laughs> yeah. like as if some like aging ray <laughs> that your dad had went off and we both were like. We were 12 a few minutes ago. Now yeah. we're both in our 30s. What? What happened? What happened? Oh. Well, this is pretty cool. I don't remember aging. Can I go buy a cigarette now? <laughs> no, um, that's crazy, man. That's, um... Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, yeah no, no, that book, it's a graphic novel, but that there are things that happen in that book that are fucking beautiful. <laughs> They're just like, that is... That is fucking great. And the movie was fine, but the reading that... Was it? I know. It, it's one of those. Book was better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not visually, like visually, the movie was just as good. Like you know, like they yeah. they they took care. I heard of there was like shot for shot, like stuff. Close. From... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There really was actually. Um, and they changed the end. The ending in the movie is actually a. It's the same structure as the ending in the book. Yeah. They just change. A factor of one major fact, but it makes it a little more believable in the movie. Whereas in the book, it's a little. You're already reading a comic book, basically, so you just kind yeah. of spend like whatever the fuck that is. But, <laughs> um, but I fucking love the book, dude. I, I remember. I mean, I read it like a. I, I, and I didn't read it until I was like 30 years old, and I read it and was just like, "Whoa, this is what comic books are." Yeah. No one ever told me that. Yeah. I, I didn't get into comics until like uh, three years ago or so. Axe Cop, have you heard of that one? I do know that one, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so damn funny. And uh, so I got heavy into that one. And then I had some comics like that I've had since the 90s. And so I started reading those. And I was like, oh, man, what have I been missing? What have I not been reading? So What have you been missing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, dude, that's, that's awesome. Because... Mm-hmm. Oh wait! Speaking of comic, here's speaking of cartoonish shit. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, uh, so I, I'll, I'll tell your listeners. Like mm-hmm. I told you on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I have both the Uber and the Lyft app. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, tell me about this Lyft. Right, right, right. So I got, I got, I got. I just basically use whichever one. Uber was surging. They're doing surge price. You know what that is? Does that mean if a lot of people are using it, they make they... it more expensive? <sighs> yeah. Dumb. But but the, here's the thing. Everyone should know about that. It only usually lasts for like three to five minutes. Oh. But if you happen to Uber and get a car during it, it lasts the duration of your ride. Ooh. But if you if you look and it says surge price, wait five minutes and it's gone. Okay. But I was like pressed for time. I was like, no, I can't wait five minutes. I got to start going now. Yeah. So Lyft was like, okay, no surge. Fine, Lyft. <laughs> I, don't, I think Uber's a better service. I really do, yeah. for one reason. It's because Lyft gives you the tip option at the end, where it's like, it's unnecessary. Because uh, yeah. if you talk to enough Uber drivers, they keep 80% of that money. 
Like okay. they're making the majority of the money. A yeah. tip's just fucking gratuitous at that point. Yeah. And they give you the tip option. If you're a guy like me who grew up in the service industry, you can't not tip. Yeah. It's like I can't in good. I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> I gotta give them the fucking. And then you feel like an asshole <coughs> for tipping. And it's like, no, nah, I'm a fucking. You just got more money out of me, you fucking losers, and your pink mustaches. <laughs> but it was fucking Lyft. Her name was uh, Yvonne, uh, and she's a very friendly lady and a fucking Passat. Yeah. And she picked me up, and we're driving along, and she's just taking awful routes. But at first, like the first five minutes of the ten minutes of the car ride, she was super cool. You know, she's telling me where she's from. She's from Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have you ever met anyone from Vegas? Uh, a couple people, yeah. Right. She was telling me, like, it was interesting, because I'm from New Orleans, yeah. and it, and it's one of those cities where when you tell people you're from, they're like, where'd you grow up? On Bourbon Street? Really? <laughs> like, I'll even find, like, yeah, man, I grew up, you know, my drinking white Russian from my mother's tit. You know, my mom would breastfeed me. There's white Russian in there, man. Cause you get fucked up. Strip clubs, you know what I'm saying? Got my dick sucked off 10. You know what I'm saying, dude? I fucking learned to play the trumpet. Because people assume, because when people think New Orleans, they only think of Bourbon Street. Yeah. Same thing with Vegas. The stereotypical right. spots. But she grew up like, yeah, she went to high school in Vegas. You know, normal to her. So it was interesting. We kind of bonded over that, yeah. both being from cities. But she was taking, she was just, we were just putting along on fucking Santa Monica. And it was like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, do you have Waze? You know that app? Yeah. I was like, do you have Waze? She's like, yeah, I really don't like to use it, though. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, really? Why not? And she was just like, well, because it just sometimes it'll lead you the wrong way. Sometimes you'll, you'll go for in a direction for 10 minutes, and then it'll tell you to go back the direction you just came. And I was like, I don't think that's really true. But in my head, I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. But I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to throw softballs out there yeah. to basically be like, just anything to get off of. Let's just get off, <laughs> off of Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. Yeah. Let's just go south or go around. Even go fountain. Like. But by that, well, we were too far west for fountain. Oh, okay. We were like. It was, this all happened between... Well, you got a- out in Beverly Hills. Yeah, Avenue, it, I got out, I saw it later when I got in the other Uber. I got, when I got back in, I was right where Santa Monica and uh, Doheny merge. Yeah, yep. So it, it wasn't long from Avenue of the Stars to there. Troubadour, right? Yeah, right by the Troubadour. Yeah. yeah but I was like a little further down. And we're fucking, <laughs> and then I throw that out there and I'm like, cool. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Uh, does, does Lyft, do they do a thing where they like, <coughs> where you can... They'll give you an alternate route or anything like that. She's like, nah, I just, I, I kind of just feel like this. She's like, I feel like this will clear up. Like, I feel like this will clear up. I just feel, you know. And then we just started going. And then, by, and then finally, I was just like, hey, um, I really like. Is there any way we can take any other route? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just, is there any? Can we go south to Wilshire? Can we just go around this anyway? She's like, it's gonna be the same, anyway we go. It's going to be like just like this. You know, it's 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 3 p.m. on a Friday, dude. It's going to be like this anyway we go. And I'm like, but can we try? Can we just try and get off like any like anything? And she was like, I just don't think it's going to matter. And I was like, but can we just try, just take a right, go down to Wilshire? You're the one paying. You exactly. should have, yeah. And usually they do whatever you want. I'm like, can we just please try? And that's the tone I said. I'm like, can we just please try? And if we're wrong, we can shoot right back up. And that's when she was like, I am uncomfortable with you now in my car. And I, and I thought she was kidding. Mm-hmm. I thought, because we'd had such a good rapport right before that. So yeah. in just in my own head, I was like, well, then pull over. Mm-hmm. And she did. <laughs> and we just kind of sat there for a minute. And she was like, okay. Just like that, barely looking back. And was okay. And I was like, yeah. And I got out. And it wasn't until I actually got out of the car that I realized the whole situation was serious. 
And then she, and that's the other thing. Then she drove off. <laughs> then I like was kind of shell shocked. I was like, yeah. that really just fucking happened. You're like fifty dollar tip. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> for giving me an experience. Blow her mind. Yeah, <laughs> Daddy, fuck you. Here's a. Here, I tip eighty percent. And well, yeah, that was that's the one time I didn't tip because that's the thing you still have to when you like yeah. you open your. When you get out, it's like says, "Okay, your drive with Yvonne," mm-hmm. and then uh, tip option. I'm like, "Okay, this is one." You're right, though. I wish I would have been like tip twice. I don't need your shit. But that was fucking crazy. And then the Uber driver that I got, because I was like, "Now I'm switching." Mm-hmm. He was on The Walking Dead. <laughs> Played a character in The Walking Dead. It's crazy. What a what a strange travel situation I've had. Yeah. What a what a what a wonderful town. Mm-hmm. So is this is this what we do for this podcast? We just have good conversation. Yeah, I have I have a few questions that I pepper, you have questions? pepper in throughout. But really, yeah, because uh, <laughs> I'm because I'm on board with yeah. whatever we're doing. Yeah, and at least it's not like we're not like all right. Here's a segment where we're gonna play. All right, this is the yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> the music, the flute bop uh, segment. Play that noise. <laughs> Tell me what emotion is this noise? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anger? Nope. Orgasm. Always <laughs> orgasm. You were wrong. Orgasm's not an emotion. Yeah, clearly it is. <laughs> Dude, we'd make a good morning zoo team. All right. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, no, so stand up. Yeah. What's your favorite part about doing stand up? Um, new bits. Yeah. I mean, I love doing stand up. <clears throat> uh, they're, they're really. There really is very few things about it that I think any comedian would say this that they really truly hate. Um, the the there okay here's how about we start with the things I don't like. All right. I don't like uh, what I call ambush shows, which are when you show up to do a show at a bar or a restaurant or something that's not a club or a theater. Yeah. And it's clear that like oh they don't try and build an audience that likes the show. They just put this show up at this bar or restaurant and then ambush the audience with it. Mm, and it yep. always starts with the same, all right, folks, you're going to have a comedy show in about 10 minutes. And it's like, oh, great. So now it's about doing bits for people who don't give a fuck. Yep. I personally... I was here to eat or drink and yeah. now... <laughs> I per- I actually, I personally, I don't fucking care. I'll say it. Like, I, I think you can tell how good a comedian is by what kind of show they produce if they choose to produce a show. Which is something I recommend to any comedian. Like, it, once you're in it, start a show. Yeah. The more, the barrier, especially the good ones. Mm-hmm. The more good shows there are, the better. And I think, like, if you walk into a show and it's in a fucking shitty Irish bar and it happens right after the quiz ends and <laughs> it's in the corner where the microphone is actually, the cord has to go across across <laughs> the uh, the floor of the bar to the, the amp, which is on the other side. Yep. And people, have, and so you can't walk too far back, or you'll trip people. <laughs> and you're in, and the stage lighting is the light that lights up the dartboard mm. that you're standing in front of. And they just, th- whoever put that show together is probably not that good of a comic. <laughs> and the and vice versa, the other way. If you show up and it's a fucking show, and it's like a little area in the corner, but it's clearly lit up, and they clearly have a good mic system, and it happens on like a Wednesday when nothing's going on at that bar, so they get people in there for the show yeah. and they actually care yeah. that person's probably a pretty good comic mm-hmm. you know and I mean a great a great example you know who Hannibal Burris is yeah he had this show for years at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn 
And the thing was, the Ninning Factory, he did it in the front bar <clears throat> of the Ninning Factory. It, was, it wasn't a good setup for comedy. It had a little stage, and it had... But, like, there were the front of the bar's windows so that you could see out to the street, the street could see into you. Yeah. And the stage was right next to a door um, that where you have to go in and out for the bathroom. Yeah. But Hannibal, they offered him the show, and he was like, fuck it. He made it one of the best shows by doing little things. Yeah. By, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, make sure that door, once the show starts, people cannot come in through that door. So they can stand out there and watch the show from outside, but they can't come in. Nice. And then he was like, I need a cordless mic. So that people can walk around. And then it was like, he got them to pull the booths. I don't know if it was so much him being like, pull these booths out. But the show got so popular that they removed all the booths. had to, yeah. Right. And like, and then he just booked great comedians. And when it was, when it was rough, he would stay on stage hosting until like people started laughing and really paying attention. And then he would bring a comedian on. Nice. So it became an amazing show. And it just so happens, Hannibal, amazing comedian. Yeah. So it's like, that's a big thing for I hate ambush shows. I hate people don't hate hate's a strong word, but I don't <laughs> like it when people just assume hey comedy can just go anywhere. Comedy's anywhere. Comedy is where wherever we you know, <laughs> wherever we are. We could just put like it'll be one there'll be one day where you'll be there'll be a fucking hospital waiting room and there's a you know what oh, I mean? No. And there's a fucking doctor informing a family that the dad didn't make it. And then over in the corner you just hear, Hey, uh, we got a comedy show starting about ten minutes, folks. <laughs> Ten. Yeah, it comes just in about ten minutes. Or like a fucking funeral parlor, even. Yeah. Or like a like or like like I've done so many shows where it's like <laughs> like outside at a park in New York, where it's like oh there's no oh, that show is actually all right. See that's the problem with some of these <laughs> awful shows. One or two out of every ten mm-hmm. or every thirty is pretty good. crazy because it's such a crazy scenario. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like <clears throat> people. I don't like it when the situation is shoehorned. When it's like, oh, this this is happening, but it's going to be... Because here's the thing for me. Once you've been doing stand-up for a while, you get good. If you have that stage presence ability in you, you get good at it. Yeah. But for me, the thing that I... For me, it's about the material. That's what it is for me. For me, it's about, like, I love writing a bit, working that fucking bit out until it works. Yeah. Sometimes that takes... A week, sometimes that takes a year. Seriously. Mm-hmm. But I love that process. I love like getting it like, yes, now it's Refined fucking and ready. Like, and it's yeah. like, ah, the thing I've fucking created. And on these crazy ambush shows, a lot of times, you'll never get to that point where you can share that bit because you're busy playing crowd control or you're busy just being so big on stage that they can't ignore you. Yeah. But then you got to get off to give the other people time. Yeah. Or, and it's like, there are, believe you me, dude, there are a lot of comedians out there who have great stage presence and are huge and energetic, but in but are actually not saying a fucking thing up there, mm-hmm. and that's fine. People are laughing because it's such a spectacle. Yeah. But to me, it's like it's about the material. Yeah. Like that's what I think. It's like what are you creating and saying on stage? That's what I love. So like, I but that's Nate. That's part of the beast, man. There's always going to be those ambush shows, and the thing is, I'm never not going to do it. Yeah. That's the thing. Because it's more time. If it's, it's there, time. if I walk in and I realize it's an ambush show, even though my initial fucking inkling is like, turn around, walk out, or tell him you can't do it, I won't. I'll be like, okay, and I'll, go <laughs> yeah, and I'll fucking do it. Prep for it. And, and like I said, that one or two times where it's actually a great <clears throat> industry situation almost makes it worth it. So it's weird because I'm almost going back on, like I hate those shows, but I'll still do them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? 
nature of the beast. I guess that's say. what I love. That's what I love. Why? So the question was why I love it. What do you love about doing? Okay, here's yeah. there we go. Here's here's a one here's a one answer for it. Mm-hmm. Is that even in the situation where it's gonna be rough, I will still do it because it's something I love so much that I'll do it regardless of the scenario. Yeah. Regardless of the situation, because then. Because those little time, those times do make you better, mm-hmm. and then you get into that situation where it's like, "Oh man, this is an amazing audience." Yeah, and then you, amazing you, captive. Yeah, like, no, people aren't getting up and talking exactly. and stuff. And, and then you then you realize like maybe they're being amazing audience because I I'm good now, and because of all those shit experiences, you yep. know. But I just love doing it because it's. I mean, it is. One of the, if not the, purest art form left. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's you and them, and no one can, no one can change that. No one can change what you said. You know, it's all up to you. And it's immediate response too, like the yeah. or non-response. Like. It's, it's immediate. It's immediate. Yeah. It's an immediate. Like, well, I know what how good that was. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's immediate. It's an immediate answer. Yeah. You're not waiting. You're not waiting to know what people... You're not emailing in a script and waiting for notes. You get <laughs> notes right away. But I... And even like... Even like, you know, the recent like backlashes against like... Things people can and cannot say on stage. Even that... In reality, it's not going to change it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to... You know what I'm saying? Because... Because for... Yeah, let the whole fucking world become more PC. <laughs> Doesn't matter because eventually people are gonna get tired of that. Yep. And it's gonna be the comedians who bring us out of it. Who bring everyone out of it. It's like I personally here's the thing about freedom of speech. (laughs) (laughs) Like people forget that the freedom of speech is the freedom to say anything you want. Yeah. And the freedom of that's also the freedom to hate the fact that anybody said anything that they wanted to. Yeah. But that what I don't like is when people say you shouldn't be allowed to say that. Yeah. That's where it's like, no, no, no. They should be allowed to say whatever the fuck they want, and we should be allowed to hate and yell at them and <laughs> yeah. then say whatever we want back to them for saying that. Yeah. But that, that, but when you start, it's just true. You, the fact that when people say you can't say anything, it's like, no, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck it. Say it all. Nigger, faggot, cunt. Retarded. Retarded. <laughs> Retarded. Whatever it is. Like, you should be able to say those things, and then I, hearing you say those things, go, hey... I'm not cool with any of those things. Fuck you, dipshit. And I can say whatever the fuck I want. You can say whatever fuck you want back because it's freedom of speech. But the moment it's like, you can't say any of those things. Then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It does two things. It makes those words now more powerful Mm -hmm. because they're like these taboo things that no one can say. And then one day, some fucking 14-year-old kid who's gay is, you know, gets picked on and they call him a faggot and that word's so powerful now because yeah. no one can say it yeah. that it crushes him. It crushes that kid. Right? And, or or, or to a black kid gets called a nigger and it crushes him. Or to yeah. a fucking, a, a, a cunt. She gets called a cunt. <laughs> or, or, they get, or they get called a cunt and realize that they're a cunt. And, <laughs> but... <laughs> But if, but if, but, but and then just imagine it, a really bitchy girl going around all the time. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm just a cunt, you know? And then someone like, hey, shut up, you cunt. And then she's like, oh, I am a cunt. <laughs> I am. 
Or a guy could be a cunt. Uh, and Britain, That's everyone's true. a cunt. That's Your true. friends are cunts. Yeah. Oh, look at this fucking cunt. You love that guy. Or that girl. But, like, that's the problem also is when you say you can't, it also sets that PC ball in motion where it's like, oh, now, well, if everyone agrees we can't say these words. allowed at yeah, all. Yeah, now what else can we not say? Let's see what else we can whitewash, you know, and make. Whereas right now it's we're training the next few generations to be so sensitive in the hopes that they won't use any of this language. Mm. It's the wrong way. It should be like, no, no, no. Train them the other way. Train them to be thicker. Train them to, train them to have such a thick skin that these words have no, no effect. effect. Yeah. And then they're powerless. Then then we move on happy. Then the wounds are healed and a scar tissue has grown over it and that part's now thicker. And it's and, fine. Yeah. yeah. And it, scars are sexy. <laughs> yeah. You know what's not sexy? Flabby shaven skin. <laughs> you know what it really is? It's like right now... On a con- on a social consciousness level, we've put the entire society on like the Atkins diet, when we should all be actually doing CrossFit. Oh, you see what I mean? Shit. Or yeah. just at least working out. Yeah. Or at least jogging. Do something instead of Do a dieting. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. then, because uh, it's ridiculous. I'm write that down. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You know what I love about stand up? Yep. Uh, Discovering pos- new bits. Yeah. Possible new bits. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's, um, yep, carry the notebook. It's also my wallet. Yeah. But that's the, but that's the, that's what I love about it, though, is it, it really is like, <laughs> it is an art form that, you know, it, it's, it's full-blown freedom of expression. And, yeah, there are chumps, and yeah, there are suckers and posers and people who are phonies, but then there are tons of real genius Craftsmen out there, yeah. Crafts women too, whatever you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're, you're not some craft persons. There you go. Right there. <laughs> There's another PC thing. And, no, I'm gonna say crafts woman, crafts person. It has nothing to do with fucking gen. Crafts woman and crafts man, crafts person. It's not. It's not a fucking general thing. I'm just being polite. I'm from the south. But um, that'd actually be funny. Like a like, it's like an X Men version. But it's the PC men or PC people, <laughs> and all of their like mutated, po- not mutated, all of their special gifts is what you call them. Are like like one guy has the power to turn people gay, <laughs> so that they can understand what that's like. <laughs> uh, and another person. Has so the someone's power. going around calling people faggot. Yeah, and he then turns he's just them like, gay. <laughs> <laughs> another person uh, can turn people transgender. <laughs> Like, like, what are these trannies all? Oh, God, am I a woman? <laughs> so they, you know, one, pe- one person can change your skin color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be, be, uh, be kind of funny. That'd be a and, good... Uh, and, that would go viral. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a, there's a bad guy who can offend people to death. <laughs> can actually can offend people so much that they die. Has anyone ever been offended to death? I hope not. I bet that's... Is it a heart attack. Like, maybe a heart like, attack. I'm so Just offended. Like, <gasps> I'm offended to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right, I'm going to write this down. Okay. Um, what's your other... You got another question? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> favorite part... 
Let's see. I have one written down just in case. I like that. Uh, or yeah. a napkin. <laughs> On a, it's a post-it. <laughs> what's, what's like a dream, uh, one dream like gig for you? Like a job, career-ish in that realm? Like what would be super awesome to get? Um, I mean... I don't. I don't like saying like, "What's your dream job anymore?" Because then it's like, once you have it, like, what, what's after that? But like something, something on the spectrum where you're like, "Oh, that'd be so awesome to." Yeah, um, my uh, my writing partner. I, I write stand up alone, but I have a writing partner. We write script ideas together. Yeah. And right now, I mean, over with your buddies, over with your fox buds, <laughs> trying to push an idea through. But like, yeah. um, him and I, Rory's his name. We want to make movies. We want to... Mm. TV's huge right now. Golden. TV's great, but it's also like there's so much fucking TV... um, That you can't consume it all. You can't consume it all. And also, like... I I, I mean, this... I'll explain myself. I think movies are more socially responsible. Because Hmm. you have to get up and leave your fucking house... To go see a movie in a theater. <laughs> and when you, or when it's, movie comes on in your house or apartment, it's two and a half to three hours max of your time. Yeah. That's, that's what I think a big problem with, TV's become so good, it's now bad. <laughs> and like, like from a, so, like, you know what I'm saying? Like. From a social aspect, yeah. It's, where, it's, where it's like, even I find myself doing it. Where it's like, oh my God, in two weeks, I all I did was watch two episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, two seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Not two episodes. Binging. And like, like, well, I watched two episodes over and over again. I watched every episode 20 times. <laughs> that would mean like, they're binge watching and like, mm. then like, I mean, my cut, whatever, it's it's family, but I feel my I have a I have cousins. Yeah. They're a married couple. Yeah. Well, well, she's my cousin. He's her husband. So cousin. But they're married. And like they live their life through TV shows. Through TV shows, like all they talk about is what they're watching. All they talk about what's coming up. Like when they get off work, they both go home and they watch whatever's in the queue. And it's like they. It's they're not alone. There are millions of fucking people who live like this. Yeah. Who get up, do their nine to five, and then just watch TV in their spare time. Actually, speaking of that, David Cross had a bit about this on his fucking album. <laughs> about how his sister and her husband, he calls them TV watchers. Yeah. Because that's all they do with their life. But it, he's right. It's like, man, like... There's so much... And they're going to... And, like, and they just had... They have two kids, a five and a three-year-old. Yeah. And that's how they're growing up now. They're growing up watching TV with their parents. So that's all they're going to grow up to do is be people who talk about TV shows. (laughs) And then all that does is make society want to make more TV shows. Yeah. You know? And then it's it's eating itself. It's the, it's the snake eating its tail. Dude, there's a, there's a comedian. I won't, I won't say his name because he's a good dude. Um, he's a good guy. Let's just, I'll put it like this because I don't want to give away too many details because then you might figure out who it is. But he's basically, he has a fucking PhD, okay, in in a medical field. Whoa. He's a doctor, and he quit doing that to be a stand-up. He's a pretty good stand-up, but he's a doctor. <laughs> and I know it's like to each their own. Yeah, I understand that, mm-hmm. man. But we all also have, there's also a responsibility to keep the fucking society going. <laughs> and you don't want to, like, encourage... 
Like, because the thing is, or like, is he a good, will he succeed as a stand-up? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. We don't know if any of us will, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then, but there, you know, there, I, there are so many people I saw coming up who like, I, there was, speaking of doctors, there was a guy when I was starting in New Orleans who was a real doctor, was an actual like doctor mm-hmm. and started doing stand-up and then changed his stage name to Doc Raj. And he was a fucking awful comedian. He was an awful, starting awful, with that stage name, right? Well, he's a he, and he's an Indian guy, so all his stand ups were just all his stand ups, all his bits, all his bits were just perpetuating, yeah, the fucking Indian stereotype, yeah. and it was just sort of like, all right, this he's sucks. Like, Come into my quickie mart, exactly. And it's like. I, last I heard, he quit being a doctor. He retired and was trying to go on the... And to be, he had saved up money and was going to be this awful character. And it's like, yeah, but we should have freedom to choose. I'm not saying mm-hmm. the fucking cops should arrest him for doing this. <laughs> I'm saying as a fucking society, we shouldn't just encourage people to leave their post. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you're... If, if, if me, everyone... Yeah, If that. everyone chased their dreams... Right. And like went for what they love, then yeah, there wouldn't be like doctors and like. Uh, or or it's like maybe or if everyone chased their dreams, went for what I love. It's not so much that as it is, if everyone chased a random. That's that's a pipe dream. <laughs> yeah. If everyone yeah. just gets a fucking inkling to do something mm-hmm. and then do it, and then they and it's like no man, like you fucking you're a doctor, you're a forty year old doctor. Put man. your time in. Like and... people need you. You know what they don't need a fucking shitty. Indian, like, hello, my mother talked like this. And I'm like, yo, mom, you need to smoke this blunt. Maybe you learn to talk like a real motherfucker. Like, those were Josie Those were seriously Josie Oh, no, it was his dad. That was it. That was the twist. I remember. It was like, yo, you know, mom, because that's the thing. He's an Indian guy, but he's first generation. Yeah, yeah. So he's grew up in the States. But, like, he'd be like, yo, you know, my dad, but he had, like, a thug angle to him. He's a fucking doctor. And he was, like, 40. And his dad, he'd be like, yo, you know, my pops, he'd be on a store and shit. He'd be like, oh, son, dude, let me go. I'd be yo, pop, you need to smoke this blunt. He can talk like a real motherfucker. Because technically, that's what you is. You fuck mom. And I came out, you dig? But, like, that's the kind of shit he was doing. And it's like, no. I mean, it's, it's funny because it's terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and uh, actually, I take all that back. I think he needs to do this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, being a fuck being a doctor. Doc Raj. We need Doc Come Raj on. in the house to make them jokes about Habib and shit. Why you going to wear a suicide bomb when you can just get bombed off this suicide chronic? You dig? Smoke that blunt, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I don't do that shit because I don't eat pussy. Like, that's the kind of shit he probably... I should actually call him so I could sell those. <laughs> see how to his number, which I never had, so... Sell it as just a terrible character. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, people shouldn't be allowed to do, you know, change careers. <laughs> it's just weird when it's like, sometimes... I just get worried about that sort of shit, where it's like, we're like, everyone... It's so easy to get on TV. It's yeah. so easy to get on TV. Yep. And everybody, TV, 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 TV. And to me, it's like, what I do, stand up, live, you have to come see it. Yeah. And yes, I'm, I'm trying to do an hour special now. Um, obviously, that's going to be on TV. I know, I know. I'm almost, it's almost hypocritical what I'm saying. But you asked me, dream job. I w- my writing partner and I would like to make these movies that we make. 
that we were writing. Um, and I just want to do those. And Comedy? I just, um, or like a mix? A mix. Yeah. Because I feel like my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies, is Groundhog Day. So great. Right. And what's so great about that movie is it isn't it isn't a fucking hardcore sappy drama, yeah. nor is it a hardcore screwball comedy. Yep. It has perfect balance of both. Yep. The you know the only thing that sucks about Groundhog Day is the theme song. It's like some early nineties like cause I'm your weatherman. Weatherman. <laughs> That's right, the weatherman and guitar. It's a really shitty song. But because he's a weatherman in the movie. Yep. But like everything about that movie, that's a perfect movie. Yeah. I think Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day is a perfect film from start to finish. Yep. Like it's a it's fan there's some fantasy involved, yep. drama, a lot of fucking comedy. Mm-hmm. The acting is great across the board. <laughs> like Bill Murray's great, but the other fucking guy, the other guy, it's Chris me, Elliott. Ned. Ned oh. Chris Elliott, great, but the other guy, yep. like, Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. That guy. <laughs> That guy, that fucking character cracks me the fuck up, dude. It's, right. got shingles real bad, almost didn't graduate, bing. (laughs) Dated your sister till you told me not to, bing. This fucking, uh, it's so fucking funny. But that's what I'm saying, that movie, that's the kind of, that's the tone. Like, it's like, we want to make movies that, yes, of course, funny. But yes, of course, also dramatic to balance, like. They're not really tonally one. I think that's the problem with move with a lot of TV now, is everybody's trying to force it into genres. Whereas movies, I think you still get the freedom to like Explore. mix it up and just be like, "Hey, what's the genre? Good. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to make good shit. And you know what you do with good things? Sometimes you get misty eyed. Sometimes you laugh. Yep. And maybe you're misty eyed because you're laughing. Yeah. You know, but like, <laughs> yeah. So like. That would be, dream-wise, yeah. We want to make those movies, and then I just want to keep doing our specials every other year. Forever. Or forever. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Just like, there is no end point for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to, if, but if I could have it my way, make a movie, make a special. You know? Oh, yeah. Just back to back. You know? Just, and I mean, that's a lot of work, but that's, it's, it's, when it's, it's when you love it. When you love it, it doesn't feel like you know? work. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> and when you love it, no, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like fucking life, and that's it. Because I mean, yeah, I hear people talk about it all the time, just like some, you know, you meet some comedians who have an end game, who like they only want to do comedy for a little while, and they want to pitch a show, and then they just want to be create shows. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Some people clearly just want to use it as a step to get cast in something and then they end up acting their whole life. Yeah. Great. But now, with the emergence of the podcast, this is a whole new world. Yeah. Some people just want to get a podcast that's really good and do that and do stand-up. And then, that's great as well. <laughs> um, I don't have a podcast because I am never in one place long enough. <laughs> um, but I would love to, yeah. You're back and forth from uh, New York, right? New York, and New York, LA. LA, and on the road. I should probably spend... I probably spend most of my time. I'm probably here, thirty percent of the year. Hmm. I'm in. I'm on the road. The other, probably seventy percent of the time, or hmm. the other forty percent. I'm on the road roughly half the year. Okay. And then the other half the year. Okay, if I'm on the road fifty percent of the, I'm right, gonna get this <laughs> get equations. The- All right, I'm on the road 
50, half the Get year. Get your percentages right. right. I'm on the road roughly 26 weeks out of the year. So yeah. it's half the year. So the other 50% of the year, 30% of that is here, and the other 20% is in New York. Okay. I wish I could be in New York more because I love New York. and I've never been. Never how, been in New York? How amazing is it out there? I mean, it depends on what... Where are you from originally? All over. I born in the Bay Area. We moved to Reno when I was two. Tulsa when I was seven. Santa Maria, which is like Central Coast, mm. when I was 10. Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area when I was 14. Jesus. And then I moved to um, San Diego County when I was 20. So West Coast, well, basically, or Western United States for yeah. the most part. You've never been to New York? No, I've been to the, the part of New York that's Niagara Falls. doesn't really count. Oh, but not New York City. No. I mean, it's a monster. Yeah. I mean, it really is like, it's it's a... Concrete it, jungle? I've heard it called that, right? That's no? a good yeah. name, yeah. But it, <laughs> it also has more parks than anywhere you'll ever... Really? It's covered in parks, yeah. I mean, Central Park's the size of, like, Los Feliz. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, Central oh. Park's big. Yeah. Maybe not... Okay, people listen to this. Maybe not the whole of Los Feliz. <laughs> but Central Park's fucking huge, man. Um, and then Brooklyn has its own version of Central Park called Prospect Park. Queens has a park. Every borough has a park. Okay. And then there's tons of, like, little parks. Um, no, nah, it's just awesome, man. It's just like... You walk everywhere, You right? walk everywhere. You're ne- People who get bored in New York, I don't fucking get it. It's a non... <laughs> it's a constant... You're surrounded always by... Always something to do. Always something to... Ju- or just if you get bored, just leave your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, just walk around. You just discover shit, you know? But, like, for as a comedian... Um, there's so much. It's the best stand up there. Yeah, it's just there's just more. There's just more stage time and more. Like out here, what's really cool is here, you have a lot of shows where it's like shows that happen in people's backyards. Yep. Or shows that happen at like you know, there's like two shows that I know of that happen. One in people's uh, dude's backyard called Bruhaha, which is a great show. I heard of that one. Yeah. And one which is like a comedy show slash drinking game scenario. Okay. And then another one that happens in a house called Comedy Living Room. That's great. Those are great shows. Yeah. Out here, you have a lot more like event type shows where it's mm. like a, they do it once a month or they one, do it... Or once every other week. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And those shows are always packed and are always great. In New York though, it's just a consistency of like people go to the clubs there. People go to the shows. I mean, it's just... You can do three sets a night and it's no big deal. You fart? No. All right, because I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, just making sure, making sure maybe that classic was... blame throw. <laughs> making sure that wasn't you and that mine was coming. I apologize. I apologize for that one. It's all right. Snuck out and then I caught it. Um, but yeah, just the consistency of fucking shows you can do in, you know, three sets a night. More. Some people do more. I personally don't. I feel like if, for me personally, for my style, more than three sets a night is, I, it doesn't. A little, work. yeah. It's damaging. It's yeah. like I'm not thinking about it as much. I'm more thinking about how to get from set to set. Yeah. I'm more thinking about like, oh shit, do I have time to get food before the next one? Or yeah. fuck, how fast do I need to take a cab? Do I need a... For me, it's like three, great. You mm-hmm. do one, you think about it, you make the changes, you do the second one. Okay, great. Do the third one. By that time, it's usually after midnight. Like, all right, I'm ready to fucking do something ready to get drunk or I'm ready to <laughs> meet friends or eat or go home yeah you know and then three a night that's still 21 sets a week it's a lot you know? whereas in LA at you know twice a night is a chore <laughs> you know once a night everything's spread out everything's real yeah sometimes yeah. 
Sometimes, like last night, I did two sets, but there were <clears throat> one in Silver Lake, one in Los Feliz. So, okay, bam, right there. Yeah, next to each other. And Uber really helps with that, just being able to, like, boop, not having to park or anything. Yep. But, um, but yeah, I love New York, man. Love it. Yeah. Miss I gotta, it. I still can't believe I haven't visited out there, but maybe I'll couch surf. You know, that's free. It is. I mean, it's also. Sleep on the floor. Yeah. You, you, you do it here. <laughs> yeah. I fucking nailed it. You got it down to a science. Prepped dude. myself. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, I I ran a show out of my apartment in San Diego for nine months. Oh, yeah? And every week. Packed? Um, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was like North San Diego County. So people would either have to drive up or like people would gather from like... Have you like heard of Oceanside, Encinitas area? Like uh, I know Ocean. I've heard of Oceanside. Okay, so near Oceanside is where I used to live, and um, it was like either forty minutes south to San Diego to, yeah. to do mics, or forty minutes north to um, Irvine, oh. and or like Orange County. And I was just like, I didn't have any money, and so I was like, well, I'm just gonna start one here. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've still got the equipment and the chairs and everything, and I want to run one out of out of here. Out of your apartment. Yeah. Out of this house on Los Feliz Hills? Out of this room. Yeah, yeah. Just in Los Feliz Hills? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've measured it out, and, like, when there's, like, really nothing on the floors and everything, there's enough There's enough space to get, like, 13 people, like, comfortably yeah. seated. If you um, need, Like, I love that kind of stuff, too. Like, like little... Like, that's that can be fun when you do those smaller shows where it's, like, 20 people, but it's in a confined space. Yeah. Those can be some of the best. Yeah, because it's you know? more it's more personal. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, in your face or anything because everyone's already in your face. Right. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figuratively! You yeah. mean... <laughs> yeah, I meant to say figuratively in your face because they're not all in your face. <laughs> they're not inside your face. Like, what, it, what would that be like? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think it was called the Tracy Allman Show. <laughs> <laughs> in the 90s I remember that no but like yeah I mean you know it's all fucking rough man it's all like I love that but I also here's the thing though I also believe that like you know you, if you're in comedy you've heard of the, the you know the comedy boom in the late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. when just clubs were open up everywhere everyone was doing comedy and then just throwing piles of money at right, these comics right and-, and then came the comedy bust of the early 90s. <laughs> which I feel like right now we are in the midst of the second comedy boom, which only means that the second comedy bust is on its way. Yeah. Which I don't fear. Yeah. People like me are, I'm like, you know, just, I don't fear it because it's like, of the first comedy, when the first comedy bust happened, what followed was the mid-late 90s, late 90s comedy sort of alternative comedy movement is yep. what came out of that. Yeah. And that yielded some of the greatest fucking comedians ever. Yeah. So if there's another bust, it just means those of us who care about it... We'll keep going. We'll keep... We'll still be doing it. It yeah. won't matter that we can't do shows in houses anymore. Yeah. We'll still be doing them wherever we can. And they'll, it'll yield something good, you know? Mm-hmm. Great even. But I, part of me even looks forward to it because that's the thing. You meet so many just fucking chump poser motherfuckers out yeah. here. I, I, yeah. Where it's just like, you're not it. You don't... You're looking for your 15 minutes, man. You're here to network. Yeah, everybody... <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, Andy Warhol, one, mm. that famous quote is, in the future, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes. Mm. You've heard that, right? No? Yeah, no, it's Andy but Warhol I've heard quote. the 15 minutes of fame thing. Right. It's where it comes from. Okay. Um, 
but what the part that you never really think about when you read that quote is the people who will be looking for their 15 minutes. Ooh. That's the part where it's fucking, you get a lot of that. <laughs> where it's like, oh, you, I, you, didn't, you figured everyone would be famous. Or he said that it was like famous for 15 minutes because, it's, I don't know, some, because at the time, even in the 60s, when he said that, or was it the 70s? I don't know. I hope it was Andy Warhol, too, because I'd feel real stupid. <laughs> if, like, it was Google like, oh, it. this is a really it, good... imitators. We're not going yeah. to, but you can. Like, this was a really good uh, <laughs> discussion, except that was said by Clint Eastwood. <laughs> uh, it was actually Robert Redford. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you were pretty positive. Off. It's Andy Warhol. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, there are people out here who are looking for their fucking 15 minutes. Yeah. Who just want that flame, fat, fat. They want to be famous. YouTube. That's YouTube? a big. That's a big yeah. example of it. And it's, I don't give a fuck about. That's the thing. I don't fucking give a fuck about YouTube. That YouTube world. Fuck off. But there've been, you know, Bo Burnham. You could argue that Bo Burnham is probably one of the first YouTube stars. Yeah. Bo Burnham, however, is one of the most fucking talented He's comedians so smart out there. And so good. Yeah. yeah. And he he would have blown up. If YouTube anyway. never existed, he would yep. fuck. If he was in the '80s, he would have fucking blown up. Yeah. Um. But there's so. But like, Bo's great, and there's a handful of other great ones. But then you look at a lot of these, like, like these, a lot of these Vine celebrities. And you're like, okay, cool. You know what? <laughs> Occupy all the fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I don't have to deal. With How them. short is their tension span? Exactly. Six seconds. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Like that kind of shit doesn't bother me because I know, like, you know, that's the thing. You know, I. There was a time where people are like, oh, well, you want to be a household name. You know what? I, I want to be an apartment hold name. <laughs> Loft hold name. You know? Yeah. I want to be a two-bedroom, two-bathroom hold name. In Los Feliz. In any any city. <laughs> Fine. You know, you know, you don't have to fucking... Some people shoot for the stars. Yeah, you know, I shoot for just fucking space, man. <laughs> just to be in outer space and you still see the stars. Yeah. You don't want to get too close to a star anyway. It'll fucking burn you You'll up. You'll die. <laughs> You'll die. That was dumb. Mm-hmm. Why did you shoot for that star? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, yeah, man. But I do, I definitely, just to be creating what I want to create for the rest of my life. Stand, movies and then stand up. Yeah. Together. Forever. Amen. <laughs> There's... Yeah. Um, the the job I left to move up here was like cushy job, like yeah. benefits and like bonuses, quarterly bonuses, annual bonus, which was like pretty mm-hmm. sizable. And um, so I wasn't putting into the four hundred one k, and people were like, "Dude, you can't not, you can't afford not to put money in the four hundred one k. What don't you want to retire?" And I was like, "No, I never want to retire." And they're like. Yeah. Uh, uh, like people just go, wait, what? Wait, what? Why don't like, you ever want to retire? Like, well, because I want to do things. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be. That's when I retire when I'm fucking croaking. Yeah, well, that's a good thing for me too. I mean, like, I, I know, I just, I don't know. It's, it's not a dig at anyone specific, or it's not a personal thing, but like, I just, I know a lot of comedians. <clears throat> like, they have kids, and then it becomes more about providing for the kid. Yeah, and then, and they blind, and, and you. They lose the sort of artistic vision that they had that made them start it. Yeah. Which is, you know, hey, more they want everybody, you know, I don't fault anybody for that. That's just that's natural, it happens. Um so that being said, I don't ever want fucking children. <laughs> because like I look at my like my little sister. My little I mean not little, I mean I say that it makes it sound she's super young. Younger. Yeah, I have three younger siblings. Yeah. I 
The the one right after me, my sister Erin, she's 31. She's been married for five years. She's got a great job. Her husband's got a great job. They did it right. They waited. They just had their first child. Mm-hmm. But they waited. They're both in their 30s. They were together for a while. They are secure financially. Yeah. Then they had a kid. But even then, like, mm-hmm. her entire life now is about her daughter. The next 18 years at least. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's wonderful having a niece. She's a beautiful little baby. Yeah. And it's like, hey, cute kid. And, wow, I'm an uncle now. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's all about this child now. Yep. And that's great. Fine. Great. Mm-hmm. But there's part of me that's like, but don't you want to know what the rest of your life's going to be about? <laughs> and I guess that is it, actually. It's mm-hmm. about raising a child. Great. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't... I don't want to. I feel like aging is more is more of a choice than people think it is, yeah. or allow themselves to think it is. Mm-hmm. I think there's that whole theory of like, oh, really? You want what? Do you want to be just like a forty year old dude, like still doing shows and traveling and getting drunk at bars and You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. You mean do I want to do I want to live for myself? <laughs> do I want to be forty and still doing what I'm doing now at forty? Yeah, man. Yes, yes. Only probably more of it because because I fucking am psychotic about my dedication to it. So uh, hopefully I'll be better. At four, yeah, I can still be doing this in a few years. Yes, fucking please. a man. Let's do that. <laughs> we were but, ta- oh, yeah. go ahead. Okay, there you go. Uh, we were talking about scripts earlier, and like, um, there's there's a sense of accomplishment once you. Once you finish one, yeah. Like I, I've written. Have you? You've so you've finished sure. some, yeah. Um, one. I've focused on like TV, yeah, stuff. Um, but yeah, like the the moment when you finish it, you're like, fuck yeah, and you're like, it's solid, and you're like, all right, finished one. It's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. Film, yeah. It's do you that- do you want to be in the scripts that you've written? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, starring them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cause, I, cause like, I like. People shit on actors all the time and shit on acting, but the truth is, man, acting is fucking. When it's when it's good, it's great, mm-hmm. and when it comes from like, when you can tell like the actor, like cares about the part, and has like sunk themselves into the part. Yeah, shit's great, man. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, um, especially if the actor wrote the part, you know, and if it's something like that where it's like, oh man, that's like. Like that's a creation. They were that's, so they were yeah. so in it and so much a part of it, and I t- that's why I believed what I saw. Yeah, and there are two different I think theories on acting. There's like the there's like the there's the imitation, like you know, like the Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Capote. Yeah, it's like he didn't create that character. Though. He just mimicked what Capote already was. Yeah, right. Yes, that takes a fucking amount of talent. I'm not good at that. You know, yeah. I can't. I'm terrible at mimicking. So like, <laughs> that's beautiful. He fucking deserve that Oscar. Jamie Foxx doing Ray, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fucking Jim Carrey doing Andy Kaufman. The mask. Like, the mask, yeah. <laughs> of course, we all know it was a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking funny. We find out somehow the mask is a biography. Where there really was a fucking guy with a green mask. Jesus. <laughs> Sold the rights to his story and there yeah. it was. He's just... <laughs> But he's just the guy who invented the mud mask. <laughs> this is how it makes you feel, people. Like a superpower. Oh, God. Somebody stop me. But then, but then like, the other, there's the other thing where it's like, a guy like fucking Daniel Day-Lewis creates 
looks at yes, Daniel Plainview looks at that <laughs> character on paper, but then like breathes life, breathes life into it. Yeah. Like this is how he'll talk. Yeah. Just kind of creates an entire character. That's what I'm more into. Yeah. Just like take a character, look at it, and just like like Bill Murray does. I mean, Bill Murray kind of you can argue he's always himself, yeah. but he always just kind of inserts himself and just bring, you know fills it in like. Yeah. I love that. I love just like Will Ferrell. We're looking over here at Will Ferrell. I mean, like yep. Will Ferrell, like Elf. There's one right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking movie where like, like, dude, he fucking dove into that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so good. Breathe life, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yep. You know, like breathe. I, I I like that so much more. Yeah. Like create, like creating the character from you know? nothing. But then there's guys like James Adomian. You know James? Yeah. Who like, like I don't think they're is currently a better impressionist on the planet than James. So good. Because the things that James does that most other impressionists don't do is that he gives the character life in a psychological way. Yeah. Meaning, like, he'll do... Like, he does comedians a lot. Yeah. You know, so he'll do, he like... Marin, he does... Yeah. Uh... Like, he'll do, like, Marin, but then he'll become Marin. Yeah. And he'll start saying sentences... He'll start sp- talking like Marin... But, like, a lot of people, when they do impressions, they say, they impersonate also verbally. Like, they're like, I'm saying all this, yeah. so you recognize more the impression because you've heard that cat person say these yeah, things. Yeah. James goes completely off the rails <laughs> and becomes the fucking person <laughs> and starts saying things they've probably never said out loud, yep. but would say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could imagine them saying genius. that, and then so you're like, whoa, yeah. yeah. He, gives the, he gives his impersonations life in that way, where he, like... He doesn't just do them by mannerism. He fucking becomes... <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant, dude. Like, James is one of the... James is a guy, he, and he can impersonate anyone. That's what's fucking insane. Yeah. First Give time him, I heard of him was on the Sklar Brothers yeah. podcast. And he could probably do both of them. And that's the thing. They're twins. <laughs> yeah. But he could probably do individual Jason and Randy. Different affectations. Yeah, it's just like, you're like, oh, that's definitely Randy. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you tell? Because he's not wearing glasses. You know? <laughs> That's actually a trick I was taught by someone, uh, people listening to the podcast. If you want to always remember the difference between Jason and Randy Sklar, Jason wears glasses. The word glasses has an A and an S in it, as does the name Jason. Ah. Remember that. <laughs> it's the only way I can tell. It's a good one. <laughs> I seriously, when I see one of them, I'm like, oh, Randy. Hey, Randy, what's up? <laughs> I love the Sklar brothers. Those yeah. guys are fucking great. Um... It's just funny because my writing partner pitched an idea to them once, like you know, conversationally pitched yeah. about two twins, who or a set of twins yeah. who switch bodies, <laughs> and the, but then no one gives a shit because it's like yeah, it's who cares though? You're the same. You're twins. Freaky Friday, and, but no one's freaking out. Yeah, because it's like you're twin. And they were like, yeah, we've heard that one already. It's like, uh, oh yeah, I guess so, right? You've heard every twin <laughs> ever. <laughs> I had a, I had one about them though about like playing two playing twins like them who like become famous like they become successful comedians yeah. only one of them like and they break up right they, yeah. they're like ah we can't be around each other we're too famous <laughs> and one of them becomes like gets married lives like a very healthy life eats well exercises <laughs> the other one goes completely off the fucking rails <laughs> doing blow banging whores drinking constantly <laughs> and then a decade goes by. And, and they haven't right. spoken in a decade. And when they finally see each other again, the one of them just kind of looks the same because he's healthy, <laughs> but the other one looks like shit. 
because it looked like looks twenty years older, and it's like they don't look identical anymore. Did they try and do their act again? Well, that's the thing. But then their managers like, guys, this 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 movie producer is willing to pay you both five million dollars to reunite and do this movie, but you guys gotta look alike. So they agree that. The one that's been doing drugs and living unhealthy is going to start exercising and being healthy so he stops his fucking aging effect. Yeah. And the other one's going to start doing blow. <laughs> so they meet in the middle? Exactly. <laughs> so they meet in the middle. But then the one who goes from drugs to healthy uh, one day while he's jogging dies of a heart attack because his heart's, his heart's in terrible condition. And all of a sudden he throws in exercise. Now he's dead. But then the one that was healthy though all the blow he's doing his heart explodes cause it's not so they both die trying to be famous again they weren't they, were, they kind of thought that one was weird tragedy is but, comedy but I think that one's fucking hilarious That's awesome <laughs> what would it be called? Um, did, you have, did you have a title? the uh <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> Twins Peak. Twin Peaks. Ah! Twin <laughs> Twins Peak. <laughs> that's it. All right. We're scribing that. That's good. They, if they don't want to do it, there's also the Lucas Brothers, who are twin, who are twin comedians as okay. well. Very funny. We <laughs> fucking pitched this, dude. Twins twin, Peak. Twins Peak. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, dude. Oh. oh. I'm just now um, catching up on Twin Peaks because I never watched it when it was on before. Yeah, it was, it's good though, right? Yeah. I never saw it. I'm on season two, a couple episodes in, and I'm like, holy shit, this is so weird. Because it's coming back, and I'm like, well, I want to be caught up with what's happened for when they come back. Oh, it's coming back? Yeah. <laughs> is it like Star Wars coming back when it's going to be the same characters and shit? Yeah. Or same actors? Same characters, same actors. Is it David, uh, David Lynch, Lynch again? Oh, yep. cool, man. It's going to be... I think it's going to be on Netflix in like 2016 or something. He was really <clears throat> fucking funny on Louie. Did you watch that? Yeah. Like, he was really funny. <laughs> Coaching him and stuff? Yeah. Be funny! <laughs> <laughs> Just be funny. Oh, Just, God. That no, was... don't do what you're doing. Be funny. <laughs> that was actually like... That, that like three episode arc... That was season three, right? I think it was season three. I'm pretty sure... That but that three it was like a three episode arc yeah. was one of my favorite fucking things ever. Like, I loved that so much. It was awesome. Like god damn that was so good. I haven't I'm not caught up on Louie that like I'm like a season I'm I'm two seasons behind. No. Season four was great. That was season the one that just aired, right? Yeah. So you're so, only probably a season. So one behind. season behind. Yeah. So season five's the one coming out. Right. Okay. Season four was great. Like there was this like three or four episode arc where you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, there's there's comedy in the drama. Like, that's... Yeah. And you're like, whoa, whoa. I'll say this, dude. Like, you hear... Like, Louis is one of those guys who, like... Like, at that level of fame, I've... He's still one of the friendliest, accommodating, nicest human beings you'll ever come across. It's really good to hear. He's not a fucking asshole mm-hmm. or a dickhead by any means. Yeah. Like, he's definitely still... Like, he just did a bunch of shows in New Orleans... And, like, saw all these local comics there and, like, put him on his... Sh- big. He did, like, a big show at the theater there and put them all on his show because he thought they were all funny and he loved the comedy scene in New Orleans. Nice. And, like, he didn't need to do that. Yeah. He was there shooting a movie. He could have been too busy. But he's like, ah, fuck it. I like these guys. <laughs> That's awesome, man. He was shooting a movie there? Yeah, it, well, like, he was in a movie that was shooting there. Oh, okay, okay. Um, And, like, that just... That means a lot, I think, to, like... 
you know, if you get to that level, like, you know, you don't have to support and give like, back yeah. in a real way, not just showing up in a soup kitchen for 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> so people can take pictures. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, for the picture. but do where it matters. Like, go to a fucking town you love and be, or just go, or like, if you see some kid who's fucking funny and he just can't catch a break, give him that break. Maybe yeah. you're the break. You're like, hey, here's your Wait, spot. Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm saying, you go find Louis C.K. right fucking now, pitch him Twins Peak, get him on the podcast. We're good. Yes. Oh, finally. I do have to get out of here, though. All right. Sorry. Um, we only did an hour 20. I know. Um, uh, plug plug stuff. What uh, what do you got? This is going to come out um, January 9th. So. January 9th. <coughs> um, you got dates and... I would say uh, January 9th, if you are in the Vancouver, Canada area... Ah. You have any listeners in Canada? Oh, sure. Yeah. Probably. I don't oh, know. Oh, sure. <laughs> if you're in Vancouver, Canada, I will be at the Comedy Mix January 15th through the 18th. It's a very good club in downtown Vancouver. Um, everything else I'm doing won't be... A, I, follow me on Twitter. Mr. Mr. At Mr. Sean Patton. M-R-S-E-A-N-P-A-T-T-O-N. Because uh, I'll, I'll tweet about a couple of things that I'm very proud of. But that right now I don't know how to say out loud because they're still in the up in the air and yeah they're still in the up George and, Clooney and right right they're still <laughs> I Anna Kendrick and, I have a I have a version of, I, yeah, I'm remake we're re, we're doing a remake of that movie already <laughs> the movie that was nominated for an Oscar I believe we're going to just remake it now already it's been long enough yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah so yeah but yeah do that and we'll go from there yeah. Cool. Thanks for doing it, man. Thanks for having me. I apologize for being an hour and 15 minutes late. I mean, you know, it happens. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. This has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and Sean Patton. Uh, Stop listening.